Welcome to episode 34 of the Average Joe's MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan along with David Van Boglen. And we are back here to break down last Saturday night's UFC fight night. Rodriguez versus Caceres. Get into a little news. And vastly awaiting 202. Vastly awaiting. Yeah, looking forward to this that. Is our, this is our first weekend off and and a little bit without yeah. any fights so that's been pretty heavy yeah. the last month man. yeah we looked at that when we looked at it uh before it started happening we knew that we had a lot of work ahead of us right. because you know several fights in a row and then every weekend there was a fight coming up yep. and this is the first time you get to take a take a step back and you actually reflect on what we've seen and how many fighters we've actually seen right fight over those that period man and uh Garrity for a big weekend yeah. last weekend yeah, I think that's going to be something that sells quite well, and we're going to be disappointed in. But we'll get, yeah, we're going to get to that when we get to that. Yep. And uh, so last weekend, man, ugh, ugh. we uh, we previewed this card last week when uh, we had Ryan on, which uh, was awesome yes. to have you, Ryan. Yep. I know you're going to listen to this like three times. So, <laughs> and. Uh, to say he will be back for the 202 preview. Absolutely. And hopefully the breakdown as well. Yep, that's the plan, hopefully, as long as his uh, life schedule will match up. We'll have Ryan back next week for both, or next week for the preview, and then the following week to talk yeah, I'm looking everything. Forward, uh, I'm looking forward to his insight on 202. That I am too. The, the, breakdown, the breakdown, is, I'm really excited just to, to hear his thoughts. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about this fight card a little bit. You and I have talked about this a little before we started recording, and it's not the most impressive. No, it wasn't really the most exciting week. No, um, there was uh, a lot of there was, was so much as we spoke about that happened over the last month. This card was it wasn't chock full of big names, right? You didn't see a lot of extremely high-level talent, not to take away anything from the fighters that did fight on this card, but right. it just, you didn't have the star power that, was, you, that you'd had in the last month. There were still some entertaining fights, especially early, uh, early prelims, and, or the prelims and the early prelims I thought had some good fights on the card. Uh, main card itself kind of was mm, a little flat. Yeah, I mean, it, it put me to sleep at one point, so... I had, to, I had to watch the DVR. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> same way. I did too. So let's let's kick it right off in the main event. Yair Rodriguez took on Alex Caceres. Rodriguez picking up the decision. Really, this fight for substance had, was very lacking. Yeah. If you want flash and exciting things, it, it, it delivered. There was a lot of spin techniques yeah. and... You know, both these guys are well known for for crazy techniques. We all have seen the Yari Rodriguez highlights with the diving somersault kicks and the the spinning everything, and and we know what Bruce Leroy brings to the same table. Did, as same well. with him. He's very you know he can be a very flashy fighter, but at the end of the day, it's not flash that wins. Yep. You know, you got to have basics and substance, and right. I. It, you know, while it had those spin moves and while it had some flashy stuff, I didn't find it overly exciting to Same. watch. Same for me, my friend. It was it was kind of a, a boring, for substance, it was a boring yeah. fight. I mean, he threw, uh, Yara Rodriguez won the fight by decision, so it went all five, and he outstruck him 
two to one Basically, in the fight. Yeah. You know, ended up throwing you know almost three hundred and fifty strikes in the fight, but it was it wasn't there wasn't much behind it. You know, there was a single takedown on both sides. Um, Not much in control. Well, yeah, you know, control. no submission. You know, no attempts on the ground to try to finish. Um, very little. Yeah, very little control. So uh, they they did what they could do as best as they could do it, but I think it fell, I think the fight and, and total fell flat. Yep, I do too. Um, way too much sizzle, not enough steak. Very much so. So if you watched it and you did find if you seen something in there that we didn't see, uh, by all means there, disagree with us and, and let us know. But yeah, there I just was, didn't find it. I didn't see it in those two. There were some athletes. exciting moments. The, the the techniques. A lot of people don't. A lot of people get caught up in the flashy things, the spins yeah. and, the, and the crazy thing. And, and those techniques are great. They're sure. awesome. But I but, see them as more of a distraction yeah. than. Um, Something used as a winning vehicle. Show me just some good combinations. Yeah, one, two, three, one, two. I mean, uh, one, three, four, one, something. Right, and exactly. Something besides spin, kick, spin, spin, kick, spin, kick. It just ugh. looked like it, it was almost like an, an exhibition or demonstration it at was, some point. It was like watching Tekken. Yeah, there you go. It was a Tekken fight. I mean, I, you know, and I loved playing Tekken and doing I spin kicks and things like that. But it's like eventually. That's a video game. What are you gonna? <laughs> you know, it doesn't. It doesn't make me more excited to watch Yari Rodriguez fight again. Even though I like him, he is an exciting fighter. Against no, well, someone so, with no. with technique and, and you know and avoids these stupid kicks. Yeah. Bam! You're gonna lay him out. A wrestler. Mm-hmm. Forget it. You're going to take him down and you're right. not going to do anything about it. Every time you're going to try one of these spin kicks, I'm going to shoot a single leg on that leg and you, when you miss me. Uh, um, you know, this was just exactly the kind of things that we saw at Bruce Leroy always. It's it's either a great performance or a meh. Yeah, there's there's like no in between with the cat. No. You either got something that's really exciting and, and he utilizes his speed. Yeah. And he didn't do that Like here. what he did to Cole Miller. Exactly. But, uh, whatever, I don't. Not particularly excited to see either one of these guys fight again. Obviously, it's going to move Rodriguez up a little bit more, but I don't know. I don't think it does a lot for him. No. I mean, yeah, he might just because it is a victory. You know, it's not going to drop him any. No. So no, um, it doesn't. It's not a performance-wise. I didn't think it was a big boost to Yair Rodriguez. The co-main event kind of. This was so bad for Honey Jason yeah. that he didn't. He, he landed 16 strikes in three rounds. Right. You can't win a fight unless you knock him out with 16 strikes. Yeah. And, you know, and, and uh, Dennis Bermudez took him down five times, yep. uh, controlled him for over seven minutes of the fight, outstruck him three, four, five to one. Yep. Uh, it, it, was, it was a mauling. By Dennis Over, Bermudez. Yeah, so Bermudez had basically half the amount of the fight with control. Right. Uh, so why we don't ever pick against Dennis Bermudez? That's that's the rule, man. Ryan. You just don't. He knew better. He did know better. And then ten minutes later, he's like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm just gonna go ahead and, and grab me some Monty Jason." Your first gut instinct is the way to go. Win or lose, you got to go with your gut and. 
picky against and usually their Bermudas. Usually your gut's so. fucking right, Dempsey. So stop second guessing yourself. Yes, he did. I mean, Hottie Jason was out for how long? Yeah, I know it was over a year, but I don't remember how exactly, you know, if it was a year and three 15, or whatever it was. 15 months. 15, 16 months, I think. And he looked like he was out oh, yeah. for 15, 16 months. He, he did not look like no. the Honey Jason that I've seen in the past. Nope. Bermuda, uh, I mean, he's been a very active fighter, so he kept that, you know, that going in with all that momentum, and he just, he absolutely struck smothered him. him. Took him down five times, controlled him over half the fights. There was there's a no brainer. I mean, there was a you know, and where you've seen a lot of flash in the first one, this one had the substance uh, for Bermudez. He really did show a lot of skill on on both levels, right. uh, top and bottom, uh, against the captain. I really I really expected more to hide Jason. This I, one. I think that's that's the bottom line. What I take away from this fight is I expected more from him. I did too, and I think that's part of what Ryan, you know, kind of was leaning back with his switch. But yeah, Jason just looked confused and lost out there. Right. And I don't, I don't know why he was. I don't know what happened. If if he was, if it was rust, um, if it was a bad camp, uh, he looked slow, lethargic. Yeah. I mean, there was there was there was nothing to him that. That he's shown in the past, and I hope that he turns that around in the future because he can be an exciting fighter to watch and a very skilled fighter at that. Yeah, I mean, he's an extremely skilled fighter and put none of it on display Saturday night. So if you've seen this fight and, uh, you know, you've seen something else out of Jason, you know, what do we see for him coming up after this? Because he just got completely flattened by one of the higher level talents in the division. Um, he can't go and, and up to fight no. anyone else higher. He's got to start, you know, maybe he's got to start back at the bottom and rebuild that confidence, if nothing else. Maybe he was lacking in confidence after not being in there for so long. Yeah. I'm not sure what it was. I don't know. But there was that. something off. Definitely off. Definitely off. Just did not look like anything like the Honey Jason we've seen in the past at all. So in the, uh, the, the third fight that we're going to break down, Talis Latest and Chris Camozzi. Latest picking up the sub in the late part of the third round. Mauled him. Yeah. Completely mauled him. Completely. I mean, Took 11 a, minutes yeah. of control, 58 total strikes. A lot of them from the ground. A lot of you them know. from the ground. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Five takedowns out of 11. Camozzi just looked like a shell of himself. It was, it was again, I mean, I think this this was kind of the the theme of this night is... One of the opponents was just just didn't belong. Yeah, I there. don't know if it if a lot of these guys having excuse me um, having issues adjusting to the altitude. Maybe you see that a what? lot. But I mean, you come Aussie again, just like Honey Jason. Something went wrong. Uh, the game plan was was completely lost on Talos Latas. Kamosi um, looked like a shell of himself. Again, yeah, again. same it thing. Just nothing like what I've seen out of Chris Kamosi lately. Nothing. You know, it's just it's happened. This is the theme of the night. You know, yeah. you didn't see much out of anybody. It was a lot of one-sided domination. Absolutely. And it was, I mean, with the exception of the 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 stop by Talos Latis, there was a lot of just th- three to five round. 
nothing to it. Yeah, I, mean, I, was, I don't know how to explain it better than that. It was, it was it was just a very off night for the UFC. Especially the main card. Main card was. And then that was. I mean, the younger, the earlier fights, and the younger cats that were were in the the earlies and the prelims, and you know, maybe not younger cats in the earliest when we seen Cubby, but um, those guys were there to fight. Yep. You know, despite. Um, short notice, whatever else that we've seen in the early prelim fighters, they came out with with everything that they had. Yeah, you know, and the main the main card was was just nothing. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier when we first started. The prelims were, I think, far more exciting for me personally than the main card. I mean, we've talked three out of the six fights in the main card. There's nothing. I mean, Ponzinibbio picked up a good win against Cummings. Outside of that, in the main card, I don't really know what else to talk about. Um, There's nights like this. We see them not so often, but every now and again, you just you, you get a group of guys and girls together that they either don't match up right, or the facility that they're in just doesn't pander to them. You know, you had a little bit of altitude in Utah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. I mean, you're not like you're fighting in Mexico City or, or right. Denver or something, but they're they're still above sea level. Still above you know. Sea level. Um, but not where it should affect. Not that, not that much. I wouldn't think anyway. Maybe you know, um, you know the Miraz, the Miraz Taylor fight was was okay. Uh, uh, Marina Miraz has some skills and, and some talents, but uh, look at I mean they threw two hundred to two hundred fifty to to a hundred. F- strikes uh, respectively, but hit seventeen. 17. Yeah, you know, it's it kind of like. Ugh. That's the same thing over again. It wasn't, you know, know, there just wasn't a lot going on in this main card at all. And it felt kind of flat for me. Yeah. The whole thing, really, if uh, you look at the main card, all six fights in the card, I gave it a C minus. Yeah. You know, I gave it a C minus. It was that bad. Yep. You know, and I was, you know, I was going through kidney stones. I was going through stuff, uh, and I was sleeping a lot, so I had to watch on DVR. And even as I'm rewatching it to try to prep for tonight, I'm, I'm nodding off in my chair. Yeah. You know, uh, granted, I was on some there strong was... medication, but still, if it was, you know, if it was an exciting night, I would have been able to stay up. Well, I just couldn't. There was, I couldn't, there was no excitement. I couldn't get through it, man. It, it put me down, too. It put me down. I tuned out for some of the start of the main card just because I was starting to, to fall asleep. So I started doing something else, and I came back. Uh, probably the Ponzinibbio Cummings fight. Obviously, I went back like you did and watched it all yeah. on DVR. We don't even have to talk about it, but that's where I just kind of came back. Mm-hmm. Made it through half of Camozzi and Leites, and I passed out. I didn't even see the finish of Camozzi and Leites until later. Right. Like, this is god-awful. It was bad. But the, the early prelims and the prelims were okay. Uh, the McGee steel fight, uh, if you're Court McGee... Came out pretty well for you. Yeah. Um, Close fight. Uh, it was one on the ground. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Court, all of those four takedowns, definitely. Yeah. And, the, and the, the one submission attempt he got. And on the, the seven minutes of controlling uh, yeah. Dominic Steele, I expected more. He's more of a prolific striker, Steele is. And yeah. I expected uh, him to try to keep it up on the feet I more. I was too. Uh, but he fell victim to Court's takedowns. Uh, Absolutely. It was kind of nice in between rounds to hear the voice of John Hackleman, 
I haven't heard that in a long time, dude. Like, they, you know, the, the, round, the round breaks and they're going to the corner. They're not even showing who's talking. And I start hearing hack and I was like, holy shit, it's hack. <laughs> I completely forgot that McGee was a, was a pit fighter and stuff because yeah. there aren't a whole lot of them left. No, there isn't. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of nice to hear hear the soothing tones of John Hackleman. It's been a long time, so anytime uh, Court gets a win, it's good for him. Yeah, it is. there's there's not going to be many left for him. I I, I don't think. And I definitely didn't think know, this fight going down this way at all. I thought exactly. Dominic Steele was going to win it. Uh, I I figured we would see a finish by Steele. I did too. In this fight, I but, a second round KO or so. Oh, uh, you know, a good win for McGee. It doesn't. Doesn't do a lot for me. It hurts Steel more than anything. That's what it does, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there was I mean, that one. I think it was a good. Oh God, that was a nasty KO, man. That kick. Uh, we're talking about the uh, Victor Pesta and Marcin Taburia. That was that head kick, man. Yes. That nasty head kick. I was talking to Ryan. And I actually turned away, like I tuned out for a second, and I get a message from Ryan. It was just like, oh my God. And I quick went back and hit the replay real quick, and I was just like, whoa. Yes. It was beautifully set up, high kick, shin to the jaw. If, this, if there was a highlight of the night, this was, was it. it. Definitely. And he got performance out of the night, out of it, and part of what made the you know the early prelims, or the prelims exciting. This, this was a good knockout. Very much so. It's a yeah. Good heavyweight knockout. Two big old boys. And it's it's nice to see that happen in the heavyweight division because it has been so flat for so long. Yeah. I mean, it's there's good guys at the top, uh, like you said, but they're aging guys. It's good to see a couple of younger guys yep. at the bottom working their way up. Yep. And what a kick, man! Yeah, oh man. my god. Yeah. Um, we probably can just talk about the first fight, the Ishihara. And uh, Horatio Gutierrez. Yeah. Uh, Teruto Ishihara. Big win. Pick it up with a nice little KO. I don't, I, I don't know a lot about uh, Ishihara. I know he likes American women. Very good. I do know that. <laughs> I do know that. He said he wants to learn English so he can pick up more American women. And was Smart trying, man. Trying to hit on the, the ring girls and stuff at the weigh-ins. Smart man. Yeah. Okay, I like him now. Yeah, he's an entertaining <laughs> dude. Like he, he, learning about him this week was pretty entertaining, and he put on a good fight. That's the other reason why I just wanted to give him a little tip of the cap. He won performance of the night as well. Yeah, you you seen that? Uh, you know the early prelims, a couple performance of the night, yeah. which really boded well for them because the the prelims and the earlies they were really they were really good. They were, they were so much better than the main card. If the main card's a C minus, I would give the early prelims a C plus. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, if you, if you overall card put the earlies in the, you put the earlies and the prelims together. I mean, there was with the, the high kick knockout, and so you know there was a lot of substance there. You could make an argument for a B minus, C plus is probably more along the lines of what I would give it. But right. overall, you know, adding the two together, it's the first C that I've given out on the card. Right. Yeah. Overall, top to bottom, I think it was that much. Snooze fast, yeah. Because even even some of the ones you know, we're most of the time when we're unsure because there's a lot of unknown fighters. There are a ton of bright spots, especially in the main card. The main card was flat. God, it was it was like it was a dumpster fire. It, it was three week old soda that you had opened. Yeah, it, it was disgusting. 
But, you know, the, the early prelims at least. Well, in the early, you and I watched, uh, just watched the, the ending of the very first very first fight, yep. fight with uh, Justin Ledet and Chase Sherman, both gentlemen making their UFC debuts. Yeah, and you know what? I've seen a lot. I, you know, Chase Sherman is like you said. He was, he was gassed out. Oh yeah, I mean, completely he, gassed. The guy took the fight on twelve days' notice. Was on vacation when he got the call to take the fight, but you can't. You don't say no. You can't. And you so know. right away, any person that's going to come in on short notice and take a fight, especially a heavyweight, you yeah. got my respect. And, and he fought. He fought. Through the whole yeah. fight. I mean, dead. He was dead by the end of the first. He didn't have a lot of gas left in the first. He was The first round, he was throwing... He was taking a lot of shots, uh, but throwing really crisp, hard leg kicks mm-hmm. and and body shots and stuff like that. Like, I thought he was going to go to sleep some of these shots he was taking, and he took them all for 15 minutes. Now, even at the end, when you watched him go out there in the third round... I don't know how he was pushing forward with what he had left in the tank. I mean, I don't know how he was on his feet. I'm yep. surprised he wasn't down sucking wind. Exactly. Me too. And that was the other. That's the other thing. So that's another check mark in the respect factor. Yeah. He showed me a, even in a loss. He showed me more in a loss than a lot of cats showed me in a win. He showed me a lot in, a, in this loss more than Ledet did in the win itself. Yeah. Ledet outstruck him, and he looked really good. But you are a straight up and down boxer. That's it. That's it. You don't. You don't have any head mo- and, and Sherman, fuck head movement. Right. He had none. No, he, had, was, he didn't have any movement. That was one of the messages I sent to Ryan. We we're talking about <laughs> it earlier, and I was like, I was like, you know, for a guy that has zero head movement, Sherman can take a punch. Yeah. Let me find the exact. Very point. tough cat. Yeah. You know. But the thing about this fight was the ending. Um, the ending was terrible, though, and not so much the way the fight ended. But, yeah, I said Sherman's career is going to be real short-lived with the zero head movement when he's <laughs> rocking. And he said everyone wants to show they can eat blows and stay on the roster. And by the end of the fight, I said I respect Sherman more. By the end of the fight, the other guy ended the fight like an asshole. He did. He was he a did. jerk. He was unsportsman. He was a complete idiot. Like, you got the fight clearly in hand. I get that. You don't you don't want to stand and trade with the big heavyweights. Fine. But he ran around like a pussy. And with no energy left, Sherman kept pushing forward as best he could. Yep. You know, even with nothing left, he still kept moving forward. He still wanted to press the fight so Sherman, because he wanted to put on a good fight for yeah. us for a show, yeah. a win or a loss. He wanted to fight till the end. And Sherman got frustrated and he called out Ledet and said, "Fight! Come on, fucking fight me! Yeah. Stop being a fucking pussy!" Unbelievable. And Ledet waited till about. Two seconds left, threw up two birds at him. German turns his back, starts walking back towards his corner, leaning up against the cage. Ledette wants to try to get in the guy's face and flex yeah. on him. And after it's over. After it's over. After people are between them. And then we, you know, you didn't, you didn't, we didn't watch together. Oh, yeah. The post fight interview where he continued to talk shit. You just made yourself look like a complete asshole. Yeah. You made the guy who took the fight on 12 days notice look that much better. Absolutely. Even though you beat the piss out of him for three rounds. If I'm Dana White, I'm like, this kid showed heart. This yeah. kid, you know, everything. Everything Absolutely. I want in a fighter. This guy, Ledet, is a fucking asshole. Yeah, that's everything I don't want. I don't want, that's, yeah. Uh, that's Sherman, some Paul Sherman was, shit. Sherman was outstanding Absolutely. in a loss. 
He, I think he secured a job. I do too. I think he secured at least another fight I, with that. Yep. Even in that loss, he secured himself definitely a, another chance. And deservingly, yeah, deservingly. Very much. Let, let's see what this kid can do with a full fight camp because I yep. believe he, he had a good, pretty good win streak going on into the fight. So you know, let's see what the kid can do Absolutely. with a full thing. But uh, let's the last fight. Let's talk about uh, the main fight of the early prelims: Cubby Swanson and. Uh, Tatsuri Kawajiri. Yeah, again, mm, nice. meh fight. A meh fight. Yeah. It really was a meh fight. Cubby picked up the win. Yeah, but I, think, I think this was a split. It I, was. I believe you're I right. I think this one was. I believe it was a split. And I mean, Swanson, 91 out of 133 to 51 out of 132. 67 significant to 23 significant. Kawajiri took him down three times. That's that's the argument of why did Kawajiri lose? Yes, is he took him down, but he didn't just take him down. He controlled him for over five and five and a half minutes. Yeah, it was working yeah. to, to try to finish the fight. I mean, so. uh, Cub had you know he had a couple minutes of control. He had some good work on the ground, but Kawajiri really dominated on the ground and was aggressively going after takedowns. He was three of twelve. Right, uh, just whatever. Uh, there's more things that. During this card down, I was. I, this should have been a pretty exciting fight in it. Meh. This was one when we talked about it, uh, the preview that I think all of us were kind of looking forward to. Yeah. Seeing uh, Cubby and the uh, and the veteran Kawajiri go at it, and I, I didn't. I didn't get out of it what I thought I should. Let down. Overall, just a let down. Again, it was, just, it was such Look, a bad night. We got a big week coming up next week. Yeah. So. Let's put this one behind us. Yep. You know, we'll forget it ever happened. Yeah. Um, with the couple of shining stars that we did, we'll take that out of there. We'll take the nice uh, head kick victory by Tibera. We'll take the great heart of Sherman. We'll take, you know, what we could out of it. Yeah. And we'll kind of let the others, the rest you know, we'll let the main event, or the main card, uh, rest. Yep. So let's move into some news before we get it up out of here. Uh it was announced earlier this week that George St. Pierre has formally enrolled into USADA's drug testing policy or programs, getting ready for his potential UFC return. Uh, if you're a GSP fan, this is great news for you because you're most likely going to end up seeing him at least for one, maybe two more big name fights. Yep. I mean, if he's if he's going to go ahead and enroll in this, I don't see why he would if he didn't have intentions. Yeah. Of doing something with it, yep. you know what would be what would be the point of doing it if if you had no intentions? Yeah, he's got he's going for at least one big fight. You want to drug test yourself? You could do it any time of the day. You don't have to enroll into a program to do right. um, So he's got he's got to be doing this for a reason. And uh, it was posted on Diaz Brothers uh, Facebook and it was posted on a couple of the MMA sites where it's not it's not this isn't anything official, but GSP said uh, his first showing with Nick Diaz, he wanted to give more, and if he had the chance to do it again, he'd love to. So, you know, he's kind of, maybe he's not, but maybe he's planting seeds of something that might grow in the future. I hope hope those two just fight each other so Woodley has to fight Thompson and we just get this BS over with. That would be the best result of them two fighting is is giving, you know, Wonder Boy that shot that he earned. Yeah, give him his title. More or less. Yeah. And I don't think any of us, you or me or Reiner, is going to pick against Wonder Boy in that fight. I'm not going to. There's no way. But GSP, you know, just despite being out for so long, 
he's so he's talented enough to jump back in and both sell pay-per-views and put on a good fight. Oh, he's going to sell pay-per-views for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, he comes back to fight. Yeah, this the second he's the second highest earning pay-per-view draw yeah. outside of one Brock Lesnar. Brock, yeah. And Ronda can try to say whatever, but yeah. Ronda's not even close to those guys. Yeah, and she's within 300,000 bias to them. I mean, if you want to call that close, but yep. So, uh, I I would love to watch Diaz and GSP. I've been saying that for uh, since mm-hmm. he started talking and Diaz got unsuspended. You know, last week I would love to see GSP and, and Diaz too. Well, see that timing, that timeline, kind of you know Diaz unsuspended week later GSP enters. I yeah, mean, I mean that's... all things are just kind of flowing to the fact that we're going to end up seeing those two. Maybe in GSP's even first fight back, you might see it. I wouldn't mind a GSP Condit, too. Yeah, actually, GSP went on record this week and said that Condit and... Was it Condit and BJ were his two toughest fights that he took the most damage out of? Mm-hmm. So not even the Hendricks fight was oh, really? as damaging physically. Okay. It was emotionally and mentally damaging. Gotcha. But not so much the physical. He said the most damage he ever took in a fight was a Condit fight. And he said that... Outside of himself, in his opinion, the greatest welterweights are either Hughes or Penn. Interesting notes. Now, GSP is not coming back for a warm-up fight. He's not coming back to enter the title picture. He's not coming back for any of that. I don't think. I think he's coming back for maybe one, two, or three big money fights. I think it is mine. George may still think that, you know, I mean, he never lost the belt, so... The, that title grind, I, I think, is what really... I mean, a lot of what drained him was, was being that champion for so long and having that title grind. So I don't think he wants to, to go back to that. Uh, I just think he wants to, you know, pad his already large bank account with some more big-name fights, you know. Could be. I, I, I kind of think... I think George is too competitive. If he's going to do it, he's going to want to. I mean, he's going to do a one fight to get back into it, and then, you know, hey, I never lost my belt. Give it back to me. <laughs> well, I'm not impressed by your performance until Wonderboy kicks him in the face. That'd be a nice fight to see, wouldn't it? No. It would, <laughs> it would not. Not for Ryan. Um, so the other big news this happened this week. Today... Today we uh, we learned that uh, an MMA union has been launched specifically for the UFC. Um, you, that's the uh, PFA, the Professional Fighters Association. They are launching officially with the state of the art website at profighters.org, and their goal is to help fighters get paid more. Yeah, uh, protect the fighters. Both financially and yep. and every other which way they've already this group has represented fighters already. They represented Nick Diaz and his yep. uh, quest to you know his his drug suspensions and whatever else. And um, I went I went to college and my minor is computer networking. My major was business leadership. That curriculum was really an, almost anti union. Mm-hmm. Which really didn't agree with my, you know, personal thoughts on a union. I find that if they're going to organize a union for the fighters, um, 
I think it's going to start in the UFC, and if it's successful, we'll, brand, we'll end up branching out to other organizations. Absolutely. And I don't find anything wrong or anything bad about doing this. I don't either. I, I said it a week or two ago um, in talking about the, it, it, you know, it probably needed to happen before the UFC renegotiates its TV deal. Because that's where you're going to get your money if you're yeah. a fighter. I mean, that's, that's what we learned out of the NBA deal was when they renegotiated the TV deal. That's when the union was like, uh-uh. We want to cut. We want to cut, yeah. You know, give a, a fighter's pool a percentage of that. And then the fighters, you know, as they fight in the cards, get their, yeah. their X percentage. It's another way to help the fighters with nutrition. Help the fighters with training. Help the fighters protect themselves in the future. You know, take care of the medical bills that always come up with from future fighters it's there's as long as it's implemented properly to not just to gain money but to protect right then why not yeah you know i can see why uh the owners don't want it right because they're gonna be giving up more money it's gonna be less money in their accounts but they're making money off the blood of fighters and the fighters are the ones who should reap more benefits absolutely yeah. I, I, absolutely. I mean, it, every other sport has its unions, NFL, NHL, NBA. When you go into CBAs and, and things like that, you, you need to be unionized. How long do you think it'll be before something like this is fully implemented? You know, this isn't going to be an overnight deal. It's uh, got to be done before, you know, implemented before the USC starts going into that renegotiation phase in this TV deal. How long are we? Months? I don't remember. I don't remember when that's gonna happen. I think two years. I think I think their contract might be up in by 2018. Uh, so yeah. So we got. There's gonna be time that we have uh, to work because there's gonna be a lot of details to work out. Aside from money from uh, the television, you're gonna have money from other things like video games. You're gonna have uh, money from what little Reebok stuff, and it's and it's hard to say. If Reebok's even going to be a part of that once once it comes through, because you know the new owners may not bring in and, and re-sign to keep that Reebok deal, so there's a lot of different facets to work out before we get to a completed union where you have pen to paper and it's official. Um, I know at least one cat, Mark Hunt. <laughs> wants this more than anything. Yeah, so their deal with Fox is seven years. They signed it in 2011. So they're up in 2018. They're up in, yeah, okay. So they'll be renegotiating for this whole year between Fox, ESPN, mm-hmm. and, and NBC Sports. And, and they can re-sign a deal before that deal ends. I mean, right. it doesn't have to run out before they re-sign. No, especially re-sign. if they're going to re-sign. Yeah. If they're not going to re-sign, then. This is just, it's its a huge step to protect the fighters. It's a huge uh, benefit for the fighters. And I hope that something positive blooms from this where they everybody can reap more benefits and more rewards for all of their hard work. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was reading about the USC re-signed with BT Sports um, to cover the UK and Ireland. So, 
we'll keep tabs on this as it continues yeah, I to think, unfold. I think it's absolutely everything that the UFC fighters need. It's something we've been kind of calling for, some kind of change in something. Yeah. And these guys need to be paid better. Some kind of especially the bargaining lower. agreement, you know, uh, union, whatever it is. Something has to happen to where you don't spend twenty grand to prepare for a fight and then only get ten and ten. Yeah. And then you know you just you get your money back, but then what do you do? Right. You, you, got, you got life bills, mortgages, families. Right. Insurance, kids. Kids. You know, shit ain't cheap. Connor said he spent three hundred grand on his last training camp. Yeah, because yeah. he flew all those guys in. He granted, you know, most fighters aren't doing and, that. And shit. But yeah, yeah. I mean, training camps are expensive. They're expensive, especially when you want the top. So, <laughs> even though we said we're not really going to talk about it until something major happened, it's kind of a slow week for news. So. John Jones, John Jones accepts a plea deal in his quote-unquote drag racing uh, case where he was cited earlier in March. Uh, all charges were dropped except for having a modified exhaust and an obscured license plate. He got $143 fine and community service, and yep. that's it. Another slap on the wrist for a guy that deserves to go to prison. That's it. And that's, our, that's our John Jones that's topic it. for today. <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll talk more about him when he finally has his day in front of the commission. Nothing scheduled for that yet, so... Yay! Uh, whatever, John. I'm sick of you already. Yep. And in our final news story of the day, some bad news, actually. Uh, ben Rothwell has been has had to withdraw from his UFC 203 cold headlining spot due to a knee injury. He was set to take on Fabricio over Doom. That card, of course, headlined by uh, Stipe and... Uh... Oh, my God. I lost it. Oh, sorry. Over. Thank you. Holy shit. I lost it. It's been a long day. It's been a long week. This is bad news for Ben because that was a, that was a huge big fight. opportunity big for him. Big opportunity for him. You beat the former champion. You, you catapulted yourself right up there. Absolutely. Yeah, and Ben's been working really hard to kind of reinvent himself as a top name in the division. Yeah. And to lose this fight with Fabricio, you know, win or lose, he was this was an opportunity of a lifetime for him. So now, you know, the big question is, is who steps up? I mean, obviously the number one name being tossed around is Kane. I think Kane as well. Whether Kane's healthy. No, that's another story. It's hard to say at AK who's healthy and who's not. Right. And then, uh, so, another name we may hear tossed around, if, if Kane, obviously, there's Arlovsky sitting there, yeah. uh, Barnett, some other guys, but that's... This is, ba- this is just bad news, uh, bad news for Rothwell. Yep. Um, Horrible news for Rothwell. It's, he's just going to have to go back down and keep working back up again after losing this opportunity, because there's, there's not going to be them... Given to a guy like Rothwell, you know, just every single day. Right. These are not opportunities for these fights that a guy like Ben Rothwell gets tossed every day. It just doesn't happen. No. And you... But we don't know the extent of the knee injury, if it's going to keep him out for an extended period of time. No, this if just, it's, you just know, broke today, so right. there's not a lot of details yet on how bad or what, what kind of time frame he's looking at. So, 
obviously we'll keep posted on that. And as soon as we get a replacement, hopefully within the next week, we'll be able yeah. to we'll be able to break it down for you guys. They're gonna have to get one soon. Very soon. Know. I mean, two or three is not. That's not far away. Next month. So. Early part of September, I believe. Uh, September tenth. Oh wait, we can't. I don't think Arlovsky. I think Arlovsky actually has a fight. I think he's fighting in a fight night the week before. Oh well, then that kind of so, removes him then. Yep. Kane Velasquez. Kane is the obvious choice. Absolutely. I really think it is. I mean, Kane Verdum rematch needs to happen. It sucks that it's a short notice thing for Kane to really try to prepare for Fabricio, but yeah. still, you got almost a month. That should be. I mean, it just you, know, you want a six week camp usually, and if you can get a four weekend. At someone of his level, I mean, it's not he like, should be fine. Yeah, and it's not like UFC 200 didn't just happen that long ago. Like, you're not that far out of training camp. You shouldn't be that far out of shape. Like, come on, man. If he's healthy. If he's healthy, we'll find out soon. Um, rumor news that was going around today, actually, I heard from uh, uh, Diz, a.k.a. at TalkMMA on Twitter. If you're not following Diz, you should. Dude, mm-hmm. This is very good at what he does, Eric. Uh, from Way of the Warrior kind of introduced me to Diz and I enjoy it. But he had mentioned, and he's usually when his sources are, he's not far off. Uh, UFC 205, a possible rematch of uh, Rockhold and Chris Weidman. And this is the MSG card. The, M- the infamous MSG card. That's a perfect spot to put Weidman. There's no other place Chris Weidman should be yeah. but fighting in Madison Square Garden. And the Weidman Rock whole fight is something, you know, the rematch is something we've all wanted to see. Yep. Um, and at MSG, the, the Mecca, um, how exciting for him to be fighting both in his backyard. You know, he grew up in, in New York. He knows yeah. the importance firsthand in you know, of, of MSG. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, Sarah Lorongo is right there in the heart of New York. So. If he can get out of that gets finalized. I'm even more excited for the MSG card. Yeah, and that's just the first rumored fight. You know, we still gotta wait and see what happens. If Connor's gonna actually make the drop back to 45 to defend his belt, because I mean that's the most. Ob- I think that's the ideal place for that fight to take place. This MSG card is gonna be probably as close to being as stacked as 200 was. Yeah. Maybe not quite as deep. Yep. But it's going to be close because they want to make a big, big statement in New York, being yeah. their first time in there. I mean, they don't want to go in with a lot of young cats that have never before. They want star power on this. This card. is going to be the biggest. This is going to be a bigger card than I think two hundred was. Yeah, I, I think personally, it's going to be so important absolutely for the UFC breaking into that market because the New York and a New York crowd is a rowdy crowd. Yeah. You know, they, they're going to be on fire. Well, I mean, if you throw Connor on that card, you get all the Irish. Yeah, you get them. It's not very you know. far. I mean, they'll travel to Vegas. They're not going to, you know, it's not that far for them to go. To. No. So, it's, we're, it's, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting, too. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Yeah. So, that's pretty much going to wrap it up for this this week. It's kind of a short one. We didn't have a lot of <laughs> substance. Yeah, there wasn't much to talk about on, on the card, man. No. Just There wasn't anything there. I'm not going to fake through it just to extend yeah. minutes. We'll keep it short. We don't so. get paid by the minute. Exactly. <laughs> we don't get paid at all. We can't even land a sponsor. <laughs> We're sponsored by Chef Ryan Dempsey. Yeah. <laughs> oh, 
he still has to cook for us. Yes, he, he still got to freaking cross the goddamn border. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ryan's, Ryan's a Canadian that you guys don't know. Yeah, if we haven't been mentioned. If you couldn't tell by his accent last week and he's French, he's freaking Montreal. Uh, I wonder if he speaks French. I'm sure he does. Yeah. I'm sure he does. With his love of George St. Pierre, he has to speak French. Some French anyway, though. So, as always, make sure you guys are getting on Facebook, on our Facebook page, and following for any late-breaking news. Uh, follow Dave on Twitter at... David Van Bogelen. You can follow me on Twitter at, at capital M, lowercase U-X, capital B, lowercase I-F-F. Uh, yeah, we'll be back next week for a big preview UFC 202 with our friend Ryan Dempsey. For David Van Bogelen, I'm Jeff Shannon. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week.